This is News Bants with myself, Bino Sabite. And me, Paul Nezendonyi. An unfiltered and light-hearted take on current affairs and politics. You can follow us on Twitter at NewsBank. Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of NewsBant of myself, Bino Sabito. And me, Paul Nezendonyi. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm very good, thanks, B. How are you doing? I'm all right. We have to give a shout out because this is the first time that we're going visual. So we are now on our own YouTube channel. So you can hear us on the usual platforms if you're listening on audio. But if you want to see our faces while we speak, we're also on YouTube now. Yes, brilliant. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too, Paul. (laughs) Well, as per usual, there is so much to discuss. Um, So much. Um, So I think we're going to start off with with COVID because literally, Paul, it has been a, a bumper edition of calamity as far as I'm concerned with COVID and you know thinking of of where to start with all of this and there is a long list of of topics to cover here but I think you know it's probably let's let's start actually let's do a bit of a letter let's start with this letter from the previous chancellor um, or shadow chancellor um, John McDonald so he sent John McDonald John McDonald (laughs) I've called him John McDonald and he's John McDonald. He sent a tweet uh, fairly recently um, calling upon everyone to set aside party politics and in the interest, I'm just reading it out now, in the interests of the country, it's time for a serious cross-party discussion about the replacement of Boris Johnson. We're facing the most serious crisis since the Second World War and it's fairly clear we have a PM incapable of fulfilling the office. Wow, that's that's literally, he's not holding anything back, Paul. What do you think? He's got got a point, hasn't he? I think he's making a point that a lot of people have made in that Boris Johnson has not been shown the leadership that you want at a time of crisis. Boris has been, uh, a lot of times he's been missing, he's been absent, he's been bumbling all over the place. I think he's got a bit better recently, but at the time of that tweet, I I can certainly understand the premise and the reasoning. The thing that John forgets is that you can't just all say, let's put aside party politics and sit around the table and get rid of the prime minister. That's not how it works. We live in a democracy. So I don't know where he thinks he's going to get with this, but I completely sense his anger, frustration. I think it's the frustration of a lot of people. Um, But it's also not putting aside party politics, is it? Because actually it is party political to say, let's get rid of the prime minister. But yeah, he's got a point. Well, you say it's, it's not party, but it is party political. But I think... We have to think of what is in the best interest of the country. So if you I think there are certain situations where you have to put politics aside because you're dealing with a national crisis, whether that's education or the health of the nation, you've got to put politics aside and think what is in the best interest of the majority of people to get this nation back on track. And it is clear Boris Johnson is not fit for office. I'm sorry, Paul, he is not. He, you know, when he came into office, he had this kind of whole bumbling persona when he was the mayor of London, you know, on that zip wire and all his like, oh, ha, 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 bro, ha, ha, stuff. This is not the time for that kind of leader. He He's not up for the job. He, you know, various, you know, um, politicians on both sides, actually, prior to him becoming prime minister, 
had their reservations about him taking this position in high office, even when he um, was in the foreign office, there was concerns about that too, because deep down, we know that he's not up for the job. And now that we're in the middle of a pandemic, it's becoming abundantly clear that he is not right and he's not fit for purpose. I mean, look at what's going on. If we kind of move the conversation on, look at what's going on with the lockdown rules and restrictions. You've got the North, you've got this new tier system, which quite frankly, I'm still finding it difficult to fully understand this tier system. Tier, there's no low. Hmm? Can't get your head round it. (laughs) It's simple. It's not simple. Literally, we don't even have, we don't have low. We've just got, what is it? Medium? We we even got medium. It's medium, high and very high. There's what's happened to low. Yeah. It's, It's bizarre. You've got different tier systems. You have got a north and south divide because um, obviously we've seen the numbers rising now across all parts of the country. But he is asking the north. So Liverpool has agreed to it to go into the highest tier. Manchester now are, you know, not very happy about wanting to go into tier three. So there's a bit of a backlash because it's interesting. You have to weigh up the human cost. There's lives at stake. But you also do, you know, I agree part of what Andy Burnham's saying. You have to look at the economic impact on people's lives. And if you're not prepared to give people the same support as we had when we had um, kind of like the initial furlough scheme, what is actually going to happen to people? If people are not going to be able to support themselves economically, that is going to have a massive bearing on their health, their well-being, everything. It's a knock-on effect. So for me personally, I'm I'm behind the circuit. Circuit breaker is really weird terminology, but I'm personally behind this circuit breaker and the need for us to just lock down for however long across the country to suppress the numbers. However, and I know you're going to come back, Paul. However, my concern is that we were in this position, um, obviously in March, and the whole idea was to protect the NHS, get this track and trace system up and running and have that time to be able to do that. My anger and my disbelief is in the fact that we've had all this time to sort that out and it hasn't been sorted out. So even if we do lock down again now, what will be the outcome? Obviously, it will save lives, but the systems, the processes are still not up to scratch. So I, I think we, you, you say I'm going to come back. I think we agree on a lot of things there, Bianosa. I think the thing we disagree on maybe is that this is probably not the time to try and fight over a leader. I think this is probably not the time to try and spend weeks trying to elect someone new or trying to, I don't know what process John's talking about. So you've, you've moved on from that. But just to say that I don't know that we can focus on that. I think we need to focus on the very important things that you've raised. Now, I'm also in favour of um, a circuit break. I think it's a brilliant idea. And I'm actually glad we now have some opposition to government. Um, Andy Burnham has been brilliant over the last few weeks. I mean, about two weeks ago, we were talking about Captain Hindsight and the useless interim leader of the Labour Party. And how (laughs) challenge basically con- constantly saying, yes, Boris, I agree with you. Yes, Mr. Mr. Prime Minister. Um, no challenge at all. But then we've had the, the mayors of the North who have been brilliant and who have actually been providing challenge, sticking up for the people, doing exactly what we need people to do, doing exactly what we need leaders to do, showing Sir Keir Starmer how to actually provide opposition. And so I was really, really glad when we actually 
heard from the north and heard you know the fact that we should not just be doing what Boris says and then eventually Sir Keir did eventually get off his horse and stand and take a stand for something and say right I want a circuit break I want to stand for something I'm actually going to stick up for people I'm going to defend people and he threw down the gauntlet to Boris it was brilliant and actually I think that's the kind of challenge we now need to see from Sir Keir and from the Labour Party and the northern mayors have been leading the way and actually we need to use that parliamentary process of challenge to actually move Boris and this party on and not try and find a way to unseat Boris at this time. Because as you say, we're in the middle of a crisis. Mm. I okay. But things like Brexit, all those other things need to be put aside. This needs to, the main ah. focus of the country needs to be... You, hello. Sorry, Paul, you want to put aside Brexit. Brexit that's happening in like a matter of days, you want to put it aside like it's not happening. Fine. I, I, if we, there were a lot of things that Boris is also trying to do where I'm thinking, no, you're trying to divert people or you're trying to still conduct politics and carry on the, the business of parliament as if this is normal times. This isn't normal times. This is a crisis. And this, you know, if we were in the middle of a war, he would have said, right, no, there's certain things that we just have to find at push the emergency stop button. We need to put a hold on it because this is a crisis. Um, and I completely, you know, things, I know businesses are going to struggle, but we need to, if we need to close businesses, we do it. Whatever we need to do, we need to focus on the health of people and on getting through COVID. Yeah, I, I agree with you. My, you know, we do need to focus on getting through COVID. I do worry though, because you say, you know, Brexit, whatever, I don't know, we're not talking about Brexit per se as a topic, but Brexit is looming. And actually, we are in the worst possible state as a nation to be facing a no-deal breakfast. Breakfast, yeah. <laughs> breakfast, breakfast. A no-deal Brexit. <laughs> We are in the worst possible situation to be facing it because we are in the middle of a pandemic and literally we will be, you know, this might sound really dramatic, but we will be as a nation on our knees because we can't deal with this. I think for me, I, you know, like I said, I agree. We both agree that we need to have this circuit breaker, this 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 lockdown. But for me, let, let's go back to look at the systems and processes because they're not working. I don't understand why they've not empowered local health authorities to be able to conduct their own kind of track and trace. They know the systems really well. Instead, there's been headlines about um, employing consultants at £7,000 a day um, to deliver what? That is, we're all paying for that, by the way. There has been a report that shows that there's three billion pounds uh, worth of uh, private contracts to do with COVID that um, the government has failed to account for. And that's something that's been taken on by the Good Law Project. There's a lot of dodgy dealings. We're in the middle of a pandemic, but the systems and processes are not robust. They, they are not clear. They are not straightforward. They don't appear to be fully above board because there's a lot of um nepotism going on what faith can we have my concern is even if we do have this circuit breaker what faith can we have in a month's time that the system will be able to be somewhat <laughs> decent yeah i i think 
it's not surprising people have lost faith. I've lost faith mm -hmm. in the government and in the, the ministers leading us. They are completely inept and useless. And I completely agree. What faith can we have? Um, where are the checks and balances? And you know what the frustrating thing is, is, you know, the issues that you're raising, they're, mm -hmm. all, they're all out there. They're known. But there's been no challenge. There's been nothing being done about it. All these contracts being let, you know, the fact that we are in this situation, this desperate situation. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you deal with this. How? What's the system? What's the process? But we, there's, yeah, we need some proper challenge. Maybe we need Andy Burnham in Parliament because that's, you know, it's only recently we've actually been able to see a bit of change from this government. I think, um, I mean, I think he's my new hero at the moment, by the way. He's the leader, leader of the party, I hope, um, once interim care has been done with. Um, <laughs> interim care? What is your issue with Keir Starmer? thought about this. Let's, let, let's, let's, <laughs> the point I, I wanted to make was that, actually, the, I still, I agree with you, actually, about this three-tier stuff. Um, it's still mm. confusing, but actually, I think that that, that system came along once Andy Burnham was identifying a load of problems, once the MPs up north and the um, the, the councillors up north were saying this is, doesn't make any sense, um, it actually convinced Boris and his party to actually try and change the narrative. And actually, we also then had a press conference that was held with the experts. Um, for the first time in ages, Boris actually went and announced to Parliament first rather than to the country. So it does feel like Andy Burnham's changing slowly, but surely is changing the way... Um, their handling this um because i know we've talked about one of the issues is that boris seems to make announcements to the media first yeah to parliament um that changed um i think it was last week when um yeah we had that day where the experts spoke and then boris went to parliament and then boris did the press conference um and that was really good that was a, that's the effective way i'd like to see things going um but i completely agree with you at the moment i don't know if i have complete faith in where things are going i don't know how we're going to get through the next few months um and especially with all the fake news that is going around and you've got all the conspiracy theorists who are kind yeah of, it's not that bad at all but no it is bad yeah it, it is quite scary that we're now starting to see more i guess some of the celebrities that we maybe thought were just, I don't know, just like regular celebrities and they're coming out with all this stuff and it's actually quite dangerous. Um, and, you know, it's uh, cancel culture is a, is a big thing, but some of these celebrities are coming out with really dangerous um, conspiracy theorists, conspiracy theories that are quite dangerous to how people will choose to kind of live their lives over the next few months, um, which, yeah, it's pretty scary. I mean, we've already got the biggest kind of, uh, if you like, advert for this via via um, Donald Trump and his uh, immune status. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty dangerous that regular celebs are starting to parrot this stuff as well. Really dangerous. Um, it's interesting. So lockdown, we have to see where, where that all goes. I mean, we talk about it not being wanting to, to be party political, but we have to talk about Sean Bailey because... He's obviously he's the, the the candidate for the Conservative Party to become London mayor. And what he's been doing is really politicising COVID. And an example is a recent statement he made in relation to stadiums, football stadiums in Germany that are open. And obviously Germany's in a very different state in terms of COVID numbers and what have you to the UK. 
Um, but what he was saying was that, you know, these stadiums are open. And basically, he was blaming Sadiq Khan. I mean, it was the most pathetic bit of... Um, it just it was just it was fake news because a Sadiq Khan is not in charge of our stadiums and and the rules basically about um what's open and what's not that is central government that is responsible for that but it just struck me that he was using this situation in Germany to score points to kind of say well it's all Sadiq's fault that the stadiums in 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 London are not open and what's that about Paul? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is just more bonkersness, isn't it? Um, and it does worry me that, yeah, people will start to use this to decide who they'll vote for. Um, in terms of the, the next mayor of London elections, it could turn into an election about, well, are you a believer in COVID or not in COVID? Or do you think it's been handled correctly or not? Um, you know, Sadiq's been very keen to bring in more restrictions. Um, mm. And if you believe that, then if you think that's the right thing to do, you'll probably maybe vote along those lines and if you it'd be like brexit where almost party politics don't come into it it becomes a referendum on how covid's been handled um mm -hmm. and just for you know i do believe that bailey is completely bonkers with what he's suggesting um before you try to suggest i might be supporting him in some way i know you <laughs> like the things i say um but yeah i do i think it probably is i think it is political because i think you can't, I don't know how you can separate politics from this. I think, I know Sir Keir's been saying, no, it's not, we don't want to make it political, but it is political. Mm. Um, and again, um, our hero, Andy Burnham, shown that, you know, the fact he's, make, he's making it political in terms of talking about the North-South divide, a massive, yeah. no, Boris has talked about levelling up the country. He's massively failing on that agenda. Andy Burnham is making it hugely political by talking about this. And that's why I think, he, and he will keep it on the agenda and come the next election, when Andy Burnham's elected, it will be because he's highlighted the, that divide. But I think that's what we're going to see in the, um, the London election as well, that it will be an issue of, yeah, who do you think's handling um, COVID best? What do you think should be the right thing to do? Um, so, yeah, I think this is going to be one to watch in terms of the, the lies, the fake news that we start to see as well. Yeah, it's interesting also that, you know, the, the whole idea you mentioned levelling up and, you know, we've got this whole thing about centralisation of the message and trying to handle it from Westminster, but obviously there are different different structures of local government in different areas and... I wonder if this is all leading to more of an argument around um, um, basically the, the decentralisation, what do you call it, that that term where power, oh, you might, can't he clearly? Devolution. That's the one, devolution, so that power is taken away from West Westminster and local areas are actually empowered to make their own decisions locally. And, I mean, yeah, Andy Burnham is embodies that, that ethos and obviously... In Scotland, you've also got Nicola Sturgeon, who's also doing her own things that she thinks are best for, for Scotland. And I do wonder if in some way, rather than this pandemic bringing the nation together, it's actually highlighting the cracks, the divisions, the inequalities that have always existed in society. But when you have a crisis, it brings those things to the fore, doesn't it? I think you're right. I think that actually the uniting power that the prime minister is supposed to have is simply not working. And 
and we're seeing, you know, the fact we're taking a localized approach also shows that, yeah, I think you're right, that maybe we do need to start looking to our local leaders and relying on them because, as you say, they're the ones that know what's happening on the ground. They're the ones mm. that can get, um, you know, PPE um, sent out quickly. They're the ones that can help track and trace work locally best. Um, you know, I think we've seen issues like local communities where English isn't their first language. You know, they've been struggling. And I think actually it involve local people and involve local communities. You can probably tackle a lot of the challenges that the government's finding. But they don't seem to want to do that. They don't seem to want to pick up the phone and talk to local mayors. I don't know mm. what they're talking yeah, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, let's let's see what happens. This is really interesting to watch. But we've got interesting now with Boris Johnson. He has appointed a new spokesperson who will be conducting uh, US-style press briefings on his behalf. And he is appointed Allegra Stratton, ex-journalist, who, interestingly, I saw this article and it was talking about the web, the Boris Johnson web, and basically how Allegra Stratton is, they're all basically, they're all connected either through people like relationships or organisations and what have you, they're all connected. And it's interesting that he's chosen, well, that's what happens. It's interesting that he's chosen Allegra Stratton as his spokesperson in this 100k job. I mean, I personally think that it is an affront to democracy um, to have someone to speak on behalf of the prime minister. We're not America. We don't have a presidential system. He is accountable to us. He should speak to us direct. Um, and I just think it will be another way to fob off basically the public. It's, it's a barrier between us and the prime minister. What do you reckon? Oh, you want to go and have coffee and tea with him, don't you? <laughs> Not in these <laughs> corona times, I don't. <laughs> we'll give you a hug. <laughs> I, I think that I don't have a problem with him appointing Allegra. And yeah, I, I think, I don't know what basis she was appointed. I don't know if the job was advertised. I think there's all these conspiracy theories and she knows this person and that person. And yeah, I've seen the same article about... Um, you know, who she's married to and all the links to Dominic Cummins and his wife. Yeah, it's all it's all murky and it kind of it's something that we should be concerned about, I think. But I do agree with you that um Boris should be answerable to Parliament hmm. and to and that before he makes announcements to the public, he should be informing Parliament and then fine, let him go and speak to the press um i i welcome press conferences i think it's important we have them i'm i welcome them increasingly um throughout covid who does them as long as it's the person that can give us the answers um i don't mind i think hopefully allegra will bring some clarity to the messaging she understands journalism she understands politics and if it goes well it will hopefully mean we get some clarity from the, this government and do you think what's going on well, come on, Paul. I mean, we we work in this this trade. She is going to be a spokesperson for the Prime Minister. She's going to be spinning, thinking of the right lines to say, lines to kind of get out of certain things. She knows all the tricks of the trade. So when you say that... We work in this. If you, I don't, my job is not spinning and using the tricks of the trade. <laughs> I, 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 I with the same 
brush of whatever it is you get up to in your no, I, I don't you know what I mean I'm just talking about generally I'm not talking about you and I and what we do on a day-to-day basis clearly not but we know people that work in the communications industry and I use that very broadly know how to basically get a message across or to to use different techniques to throw people off the scent and to circumnavigate and you know we know how to do that so will we be able to get direct answers to direct questions probably not probably not i think i think you're right there is a risk that that we could be spun a load of lies but i also think if someone's going to stand there and say right ask me questions they're going to start looking like an idiot if they don't answer the questions and i think that in a way they are taking a bit of a risk saying we're going to stand here and answer your question. You know, Boris and the, the ministers, when they do those press conferences, it's really clear when they're being idiots and not answering. You know, we see, you know, and it's annoying because we don't always get the answer, but that's where the journalists do have to really earn their trade and show you why we need good journalists. Yeah, but- and so they need answers. But I, I don't know, if, if Allegra does just stand there and do nothing, then it's a waste of all our time and she'll be ignored. So she's going to have to add value and help bring clarity to what the government's doing. Otherwise, we simply won't listen to her and we'll just be where we were before. Yeah, but so I don't know it's worse. Well, but, you, but who... who you, I bring this back to accountability. Yeah. What, what happens if she doesn't answer the questions... There's no accountability. There's no nothing, nothing different. Things can't get any worse, can they? As in, well, accountable to Parliament, and he'll go to Parliament and have to answer questions. He'll have PMQs. I mean, hmm. it'll be hard. We'll just ask him his friendly questions. And oh, I'm being forensic, but hopefully, we'll get some proper challenge in Parliament. And then that's where Boris will be held accountable, and ultimately, he'll be held accountable at the ballot box. <sighs> but we. Parliament to work more effectively and to challenge what this work, what this government's doing. And yeah, if Allegra works well, it will add to that. If it doesn't work effectively, then I just think, I don't know that, I think we will just ignore her. And I think we will just start to say, oh, forget her. You know, it doesn't matter. And then, yeah, exactly. We forget her. It doesn't matter. And then meantime, all sorts of things will go on on, on, um, well, yeah with no accountability let me give you a good example so this whole story about um the house of commons bar and whether or not people were drinking past the curfew time of 10 o'clock i think it was there was investigation and it's found that they were and people were asking well was matt hancock one of those people and apparently you know he was questioned the question so many times but they've not been able to give a direct answer to that question why, I mean, why not? Do you think having Allegra Stratton there will change that? Will she then suddenly say, yes, he was there or no, he wasn't and tell us one way or another? No, I don't think that's her job because I think Matt's been asked directly himself, hasn't he? So what oh, I would say wouldn't First is for Matt and... Um... Matt Hancock, <laughs> <laughs> he's an official, Paul. <laughs> Matt. Hmm. Well, yeah, so... <laughs> And Rishi and Boris have all been, they are still doing direct interviews. You can't, they are being questioned by journalists. And as you say, we may not like the answers we get, but they are still being asked them. Um, so whether it's Allegra being asked or someone else being asked, um, I don't I don't have a problem. I want, as long as we get straight answers. And as you say, as the public, we'll be able to judge if we're being told the truth or not. Mm. Um, I 
whatever was we were told about Matt, you wouldn't like the answer anyway. So <laughs> in trying to answer your question there. I mean, every week there's a new bit of spin about Boris or what's he been up to and you know, I, you know, so I think whatever it is, you wouldn't like the answer. I think Allegra could could have no links to anyone in the party and she could stand up there and tell you everything truthful and you still wouldn't like it. So I don't know what else can happen. <laughs> well, for... This isn't the first, you know, all parties have elected, you know, Tony Blair started this. Well, actually, it's probably going back before him even. But, you know, but, but politicians have spoke pe- spokespeople. Yeah. It's fine. As long as, as I say, I think the main thing is that we still have um, Parliament and all the processes there must be kept intact. And that's what I'll be watching closely for. Well, I'll be watching too. Well, (laughs) I'll be watching you watching. (laughs) Well, on that note, Paul, we must wrap up this podcast. Um, As per usual, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it. You can catch us on Twitter at Newsbants. We're also on Instagram at Newsbants. And all of the platforms where you catch your uh, podcasts from, um, please do leave us a review. We love reviews. And we're also on YouTube, uh, Newsbants Podcast. So look us up there too. Until next time. Bye. Bye.